Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hungry tonight? Yes. Praise God. Tonight is going to be wonderful. Tonight is going to be wonderful. Somebody raise your hands and speak to God. Let's worship God. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship
presence of God here. I feel the presence that makes whole. I sense the leaves of healing. Touch somebody tonight.
Jesus.
family. Those are strong words. Say your favor.
you've been through. Does anybody know why you're still dreaming? Does anybody know why you're still breathing? Does anybody understand why you're still alive? Why you're still praising God? Why you're still worshiping His name? Come on, somebody praise God. Chapter 13, verses 10. If you there, you say amen. And the Bible says, And he was teaching one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And the Bible says, And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work in them, therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. And Bible says, And the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass, from the stall and lead him away for watering. That was a question. Who of you has a donkey or an animal? And the next verse says, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, Lord, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Father, the entrance of your word brings light and he giveth understanding to them which are simple. Cause us tonight through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you all know the story. The woman had had an infirmity for 18 years. 18 years. And on the Sabbath day, Jesus comes to that woman and heals her. And the ruler of the synagogue gets a problem, indignated. Because Jesus healed on what? On the Sabbath. And said that there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath. That means he had a problem that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And the next verse says, And the Lord answered the guy and told him, You hypocrite, 
when you have a donkey or an ass or any animal. The Bible says there's in each one of you on the Sabbath lose that ox or that animal to go from the stall and to go and be watered. And Jesus is saying now, if you can release animals to go and be watered on the Sabbath, how about the daughter of Abraham? Why is it a hard problem for you to find that it's important for you that healing does not take place on the Sabbath when she has carried this for 18 years? Abraham is a representation of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, I need to say something very important. We are freed to go to the water. Praise the Lord. Freedom is to go to the water. Men are free to go to the water. It's a principle that in this instance, healing of the daughter of Abraham represented water. Are we together? Animals are freed to go to the water. Sons of God are freed to go to the water. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. There is no freedom if a man is freed and then they're in the wilderness without access to water. Freedom begins when water is given. Somebody say amen. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 has a story. He says, I beseech thee that you be not ignorant. He was praying for the church. He says, brethren, brethren, I would not have you that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, water. They all, all our fathers, all our fathers passed through the sea. And the Bible says, and we're all, the Bible says, baptized unto what? Moses, in the what? In the cloud and in the what? And in the sea. Somebody say amen. And the Bible says, and they did all eat the same spiritual meat, and they did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Jesus Christ. All our fathers went through the waters. Somebody say amen. All our fathers went through the waters. It's not an if, it's a when. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3, verses 23. The Bible says, before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up unto the faith, which should afterward be revealed. In other words, when a man is under the law, he's shut up from a particular level and place of faith. That is why the Bible says that the law is not of faith. You cannot say that I'm obeying the law and I'm doing faith. The law and faith are two different things. That is why if a man claims to walk in the miraculous, the supernatural power of God, but that man is under the law, that man has forgotten that every working of the miraculous power of God, the signs, miracles, and wonders God demonstrates through us is because of the faith and grace of God operating on our lives. No man who is functioning in the demonstration of the Spirit ought to fight the Spirit of grace or take the Spirit of grace lightly. Because the Bible says the law is not of faith. When you are under the law, you're not a faith person. You cannot say that I'm a believer, but I'm under the law. No, let's balance grace. Some people say, let's balance grace. What do you mean? What do you mean by balancing grace? You want to tell me that you want to be under the law and also under grace. You've been in the middle there, between grace and the law. Listen, to the degree of the inclination of your spirit to the law is to the degree of the death of faith in your spirit. Faith 
is not of the law. The law is not of faith. In fact, God's primary instruction to the church is not balance. I hear people say that nonsense, but it's not in the scriptures. There is never anywhere in the scriptures where God speaks of us balancing. No. He tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But grow ye in grace. But grow ye in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he says, and to him be glory both now and forever. Some people think that the more you grow in grace, the more you'll sin and the more you, you'll do evil. If you think that you can receive grace and then you continue to sin, it's not grace you received. Let's respect grace. Grace, some people say extreme grace. There cannot be a place where grace can negotiate with sin. That's not grace. That's something like it. It's not it. See, some people have not read the scriptures very well. Do you know that grace is not the spirit that says denial and godliness? Grace does not tell you stop being ungodly. By the time grace comes on your spirit as a regenerated creature, grace knows that you are born of an incorruptible seed. Do you understand? Which is the word of God? It lives and abides forever. That is why the language there is for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Has appeared. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly. Teaching us that. Teaching us that. It's not something that tells. It teaches. Grace teaches. Grace doesn't tell. If you go to the telling, it's the law. Don't steal. Don't kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. When you go to the grace, the grace teaches you to deny all ungodliness and worldly lusts that you should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. He teaches you how. That's the blessing of the spirit of grace. He teaches you how. He just doesn't tell you not to do. The Lord tells you, don't steal. Grace tells you how not. Grace teaches you how not. Those are two different things. But back to what I was trying to say. You cannot say that I'm a faith person and I'm a low person. You cannot say that let's balance. There's nothing you can balance. You can only grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, grow in grace. Tell him, grow in grace. Praise the Lord. Now, Galatians was saying that in three, uh, and before faith came, huh, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterward be what? Revealed. And he says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by what? By faith. And next verse is, but after faith is come, what don't people understand? We are no longer under a school master because faith came are you under the law how can you then balance we have to balance a bit how to balance what you're not under give me the amplified of the same he says but now that faith has come we are no longer under a trainer the guardian of our childhood which was the law in as the law is a guardian of young people babies in the spirit the law is for babes he was the guardian of your childhood there is a guardian of your mature age. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a guardian of the ages to come. The ages of to come. The maturity of ages. 
spoken of in Corinthians and Ephesians. Because we are in the ages spoken of. The guardian for young people is the law. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The guardian for mature spirits is grace. Somebody say amen. And the next verse says, For ye are all, the Bible says, the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And the next verse says, For as many as of you as have been baptized, immersed into Christ, you've put on Jesus. Your fathers, we're going to come back to 27 in Corinthians 10. He said that I would have you not ignorant. He says how that all your fathers were under the cloud and were all passed through the sea. And the Bible says, and were all, the Bible says, baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And God warns us and he says, and these are examples. They're examples that you should not last after carnal things like they did. Now, there's a baptism into Moses and there's a baptism into Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what Galatians 3.27 says. He says, for as many as of you have been baptized into Christ, the Bible says you have put on Christ. That's the paradox. You're baptized in and you've put on Christ. Hallelujah. And the next verse says, and there's neither Jew nor Greek, and there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And the next verse says, and if ye be Christ's, If you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and the heirs according to the promise. Now, underline the word Abraham's seed. Abraham's seed. Remember earlier, before, he says when God promised to Abraham, he did not promise him to the seeds as of many, but as of to one seed, which is Jesus Christ. He says, now to Abraham, give me the Amplified. The Amplified says, now, the promises, covenants, agreements were decreed and made to Abraham and his seed, his offspring, his heir, seed, seed, capital. The Amplified puts it as capital, seed. He says, he does not say unto seeds, that is descendant heirs, as if referring to many persons, but unto your seed, again, capital, your descendant and your heir, obviously, obviously, referring to an individual who is none other than Jesus the Messiah. Now go back to 29. And he says, and if you be, KTV, give me Amplified. He says, and if you belong to Christ, i.e. in him who is Abraham's seed, and you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. The KJV says, if you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. Seeds. Not seeds. <laughs> He said, if you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Not as of seed, as of many. Not as of seeds, plural, as of many. But as of seed, which is a Christ. Now, understand this. He says, when he gave the promise to Abraham, he didn't promise him to seeds as of the natural descendants. But he promised him to his seed, which is Christ. And he says, if you are Christ's, then are ye, who is Abraham's seed? <laughs> Listen, if you are Christ's, then are ye Christ? <laughs> Woo! 
Somebody give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Why is this so hard for people? They are even making the Bible to lie. Because they, mm, how can you say you are Christ? No, I'm not the one. I have never said it. Galatians 3.29. <laughs> but you see where it comes from? A man under the law can't claim that scripture. Because he has not gone through these waters. Hallelujah. He has not gone through these waters. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He has not gone through these waters. He speaks of the experience in Peter. Where he says that these guys are, they put a contention in our fists of charity. And he calls them clouds without what? Without water. They are clouds without water. They are people who minister. And they are clouds, but they are without water. They are politically correct, but they are clouds without water. Hallelujah. He says, these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. There are people who are like that. And those are people who have not understood faith and grace. When you understand faith and grace, oh, then I hear Abraham's seed. Because now you're no longer under a schoolmaster, your trainer of childhood. You're under the spirit of grace, your trainer of maturity. Grace is of maturity. Grace is for mature people. A person can't say that I am a mature person when they've not understood the spirit of grace. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Some have spent many years in salvation, but they fight the spirit of grace. Yet the scriptures are clear. The scriptures are clear. That is why everything they read for them has to be negative. Everything they read, they look at the negative connotation of scripture. And everything they read, they get everything out of concept. Walk out your salvation in fear and in trembling. <gasps> I have to walk so righteously. And the next verse says, For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do according to his will. But the devil knows that he has to leave out the weightier issues. Everything is negative. It's like when they were preaching them the Isaiah 43. Do you know Isaiah 43 for many people? Is a negative scripture. It has a negative connotation of the waters and the fire. He says, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he has formed thee, O Israel. Fear not. He says, for I have redeemed thee. He's talking to a newborn again Christian. He's talking to a redeemed Christian, a redeemed believer, a regenerated spirit. He says, for he has formed thee. And O Israel, he says, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by name. And he says, thou art mine. He has owned you. And he says, and when thou, he didn't say if. He says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And he says, and when through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, and neither shall the flame kindle up thee. Now, when many people think about that, huh? they say, ah, yeah, fire, water. The landlord chases them out of the house. They say, I've been going through a fire. <laughs> there are some waters I'm going through. Pray for me, brother, that they overflow me not. But because they've not understood the spirit of grace, they do not know what the waters are. They do not know what the waters are. They do not understand what this fire is. They don't understand it. For the regenerated Christian, ransomed and redeemed from the hand of whom was mightier than thee, 
When it comes to water and fire, it is an expectation. It's a when issue, not an if. But the problem is when you read when, you say, No, he's not talking about problems. You've just not yet understood the kind of water we are talking about and the kind of fire that we are talking about. And John the Baptist says that I'm coming baptizing with water. But there's one which shall come and he shall baptize thee with fire. And they still don't get it. And it goes to the 18th verse. Still Isaiah 43. And he tells them, look, verse 18. Remember ye not the former things. Don't go back to the law. Don't go the former things of understanding what I'm talking about. No, neither consider the things of old. He says, see, next verse. He says, behold, I do a new thing. And he says, and now it shall spring forth, and shall ye not know it? He says, I will even make a way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And rivers in the desert. These ones are not bad. They are for your advantage. The ones he's talking about in Isaiah 43, they are for your advantage. When you're in the desert, don't you need rivers? Hallelujah. Do you know what it means for you to have a river in a desert? When everybody's all drying out and dying, for you're all refreshed and full. Hallelujah. When men say there is a casting down, you say there is a raising up. When people are losing money, you're becoming richer. When they're becoming sicker, you're becoming healthier. A thousand shall fall at one side and ten thousand on the other. And he says, and none in enemy shall they harm you. Hallelujah. You don't fear the arrows. And the fear of darkness. Because he's your shield. Somebody say amen. amen. The ones he's talking about in Isaiah 43. When he says they will not overflow you. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. What it means to say they will not overthrow thee. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. And the next verse says. Let's continue. From the 18th. <laughs> And the beast of the field shall honor who? Because of the what? The waters. And the dragons and oars. Because I give waters. These ones. Hallelujah. And rivers in the desert to give drink to my people. My chosen people. The water he's talking about in Isaiah 43 is for you and I. Hallelujah. It's for you and I to drink. It's for you and I to drink. He says, come to me all you who thirst. Come to me, all you who thirst. Because the water that you drink can make you thirsty. But the water that he gives you, oh, oh. He says they are, that those waters are, flow out of you a spring, a well of living water. And he says, and when you transition into the believing, he says, for as many as believed on him, the Bible says, out of them flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. The problem with legal people, they think these waters are evil. If you're ransomed from the hand of him that is mightier and you're redeemed of God, there's no water that is evil in your life. Here is the problem. The Bible says in Isaiah 48, verses 42, Yes, 21, sorry. And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. And he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. For he cleaved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. They did not thirst. They did not thirst. They did not thirst. 
The problem is, the reason why God tells the church, be careful that we be not like those guys who fell in the wilderness. Because the Bible says they fell in the wilderness. Yet they had Jesus, the rock with them. It was because when they were asking for water, they were asking for physical water. They were not asking for things spiritual. Their eyes were focused on physical things. That's why they can cross from Egypt into the wilderness and they don't appreciate the freedom to be a free nation. They're still missing the melons and the cucumber, the meat that they ate while they were in Egypt. They almost wanted to go back to bondage because they reached a place where melons and cucumber and the leeks in Egypt freely, onions and garlic, had become freedom. Some people, hey, some people here, if you want to tell them freedom, it's eating food, a lot of food. Why? Because the guy ate a lot of garlic and onions and leeks and cucumber and cabbages and they were freely given. Some people think, to some people, free food is freedom. Praise the Lord. And the lusts of the flesh. Some people think they are free because they drive a car. Four tires. And there are those ones who drive ten tires. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people think that because they are living in very nice mansionettes or semi-detached houses, they say, ah, I'm free. That's not freedom. Tell anybody that is not freedom. Freedom begins with the understanding of the person of Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate freedom. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say amen again. Amen. They come to the man and tell him in Exodus 17, they murmured. The Bible says the people murmured and says we want water. But while they wanted water, they had Jesus. Are you hearing me? And then God tells Moses, go to the rock and smite it. And he smited it and water came out. Jesus was available for them, but all they could look at and receive from him was water. No more water. Not spiritual things. Over Some people have Jesus on their side, but they are receiving things money can buy. They are asking for things money can buy. And that is why the Bible says they were overthrown in the wilderness. The water available for them, it's there, but they are overthrown. Why? Because when they ask for things in God, they are asking for things that are carnal. They come in the praying to ask for money. Oh, I need a job. Yes, which is okay. But after receiving that job and that car and that house, which is all wonderful to receive, ask for some spiritual thing. Paul comes to the church and he says, I'm come unto you that I might impart unto you some spiritual thing that in the end you will be established. The word there for spiritual thing is a gift, charismatos, the miraculous faculty. God wants to impart into you the miraculous faculty, not a miracle. God just doesn't want to give you a miracle. No, he wants to give you that thing that creates miracles. He just doesn't want to give you money. He wants to give you that thing that creates money. He doesn't want to give you wisdom for the next deal that you want to enter. He wants to give you that thing that ever constantly maintains this wisdom. He wants to give you the source of those things, the miraculous faculty, the thing in which miracles sit to function. Don't ask for fish when you can be taught how to fish and given a rod or a net and taken to sea with a boat. I would rather you teach me that because it means anytime I go on that lake, I'll get water. But they're asking for fish when God could have given them the net and the boat and showed them how to launch to the deep. What are you asking for? That's why they were overthrown. 
He says these things are examples for us that we should not last after the things of the flesh and of this world in carnality. Because once you start being carnal and you're asking for the things of the flesh, many times you might miss out on the things that you need spiritually. God is bringing back people. God is raising a generation of people who are in the presence asking for something. is not these average things of yours. Like I told people one time a story. Everyone has things they believe God for. And some of you, your prayers. Have you heard of that story where this guy was in an overnight? And they were praying and the pastor tells them, pray for what you want. And then some guy started asking for hundreds of millions. And then beside him, there was a guy saying, Mituana Satomukama. 300,000 shillings only. 300. 300. He thought maybe God doesn't hear. He raised his voice. 300,000. Three, Lord. Three. Three. And the guy who was asking for billions went into his pockets. Counted 300,000. So God has answered your prayer. Move out such that we can ask for bigger things. You're disturbing our space. Eh? <laughs> Those days are coming where a man is going to be in the presence of God and he's saying, God anoint me for North America, anoint me for South America. And then another person is there saying, Headache, Lord, headache he says, Come, 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 come. In the name of Jesus, let that head heal. Are you feeling healed? Yeah, now God, leave us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, North America, South America, Europe, in the name of Jesus, Africa, Rabba Kotalaba, a million people, two million people, billions of people, satellite dishes, television, watching us across the world in the name of Jesus, radio stations proclaiming the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, stomach ache, stomach ache. You have stomach ache. Come, come, come. Stomach ache in the name of Jesus, leave, go. To video to survey. Father, in the name of Jesus, Uganda, Rabakosa, Shetelebaye, he is not a fool that he should lose what he cannot keep to keep what he can't lose. Tell your neighbor, it's about time to ask for crazy things. Hey! Run to the water! Run to the water! Hallelujah. 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 Revelation chapter 7, verse 15. I'm building a case. He says, Therefore, are they before the throne of God? The Bible says, They serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Who? You and I. And he says, and they shall what? Hunger no more. Neither shall they what? Neither shall the sun light on them. Oh! Nor the heat. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne, the Bible says, that lamb, Jesus, he shall feed them and he shall lead them and to what? Where shall he lead them? Where shall he lead them? Where shall he lead them? And to fountains of water. And God, the Bible says, shall wipe away all tears from their what? Eyes. Because he leads them to the fountains. Every time they are on the word, they are by the waters. When a man is free, the true testimony of a man who is free, they hunger for the word. When a man is free, they run to the water. 
Ephesians 5.25. He says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ has loved the church. And the Bible says, and gave himself for it. And he says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water, which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. It's okay to seek healing. It's okay to seek a word. It's okay to seek many things. But act like a free man. Run to the water. That's what free men do. They listen to the word. They listen to the word. That's how you know that a man is free. A man can put a seat in his house and listen. That's a free man. That's a free man. A man can sit on it and just listen to the word for one hour without moving. That is a free man. Because they know what water is. And he says, and God shall wipe away all their tears. That means all your problems will end. Some of you think that because I can call you and say God has showed me and probably prophesy in your life. You see, that is good. It's wonderful. Okay? But that has just fixed one issue. And you have many other issues that the Lord has not revealed to me. But this word of God, he says he's a discerner of hearts. He enters our thoughts, exposes them for what they really are. He cuts joint and marrow. And then he enters you. And then he knows, no, this is a problem you have. Yes. This one, maybe Apostle Grace didn't see it. Pastor so-and-so didn't see it. But the word of God sees it. Because the word of God has eyes. It searches. It cuts even beyond what we can see. And seals you. Free men run to the water. Tell your neighbor, free men run to the water. And they are not afraid of fire. I was telling somebody, you see, if you have read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego, for some of you will call it Abednego, Abednego, you will realize that the men which took these guys into the fire got burnt. <laughs> and then that's the thing about being born of God, being born of the Spirit. What burns people purifies you. The fourth man was too hot that he needed a certain degree of furnace to appear. The fourth man was too hot that he needed a certain degree of furnace to appear. Some of you, they are taking you into the fire and you don't know that's where Jesus is going to appear from. Oh! He will appear. Tell somebody he will appear. He will appear. So, that's why the fire, it's a when. It's not an if. That's why some of us have grown. We have matured. Chije, chije, chije. Hallelujah. Chije, chikoleti. Chije. For all things work together for good. For them that love him and are called according to his purposes. We know. He says, we know. He says, now we know that all things. He says, we know that all things. We don't hope. We don't suspect. We know. God is raising people where you can walk to the doctor and they say, you have stage four cancer. And you say, he will come away by day. 
Oh, webare, mukama webare. Webare, yes, webare. Oh, my goodness. Make sure you print the results very well. Doctor says, what's wrong with you? Tell him, no, because when I get the cancer out, I don't want you to complain. And then you say, no, the machine's so badly. Check again. Not afraid of disease. Far from it. You have to get to the level where disease fears you. High blood pressure. Attack. Ah, ah, not that one. Satan, send me to another one. Do I know? That one is fire. That one is fire. You can't tell me in that fire. HIV could enter. When it can die in just open air. Over who am I speaking to? That is why for us our testimony is life. Life. Ours is life. Not even healing. No. Life. In him was life. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, and that life was the light of men. And that light shines in darkness, present continuous. And darkness comprehended him not, past tense. The devil never understood you. He can't understand you now. He's not even trying to understand you. When we get to the place of the devil understanding you, it is past tense. He never understood you. He can't understand you. He will never understand you. He got stuck in the past. Yet the light which is shining in you is present continuous. All things are for our sex. Everything is working for you. Tell your neighbor, everything is working for you. It's working for your sake. And he says, for which cause we faint not. That's the reason why we don't give up. Some of you, you can give up easily. Oh, I've gotten out of salvation. How could you? This pastor, this man of God, my husband, he was a pastor. How can he leave me? I think he's a pastor. Mm, come on, me, I've left you. Mama, 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 mama. Mama. You live because a man, of a man, man. Common man, flesh and blood. Me, God has refused to heal me. Refused? Yeah, he has refused. Then you die. You see, let me tell you something. I never want you to forget. Let me tell you something. I never want you to forget. It changed the way I think. When you admit it in your heart that you failed, when you admit it in your spirit that you failed, when you admit, you know there are Christians who have silly prayers. When I say silly, it's not abusing. Check the dictionary definition of silly. They say, unserious. Someone goes to God and he says, Neze Mukama, what did I do to you? <laughs> it seems there's something I did. Why am I coming out of one thing? And that statement, that statement. And then God wants to ask you, who told you? 
that you did something to me. To know the way things are happening, the way they are happening. Maybe somebody bewitched me. Maybe it's something. You ask, okay, who told you? No, me, I look at my life and I say, no, I think there is something that is wrong with me. The moment you put it in your heart, hope deferred. The Bible says, makes the what? The heart sick. And once your heart is sick, the Bible says a broken spirit. No one can help. Nobody can help a broken spirit. You can go to a teacher, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist. Go to a preacher. Leave one church. Enter another fellowship. Go for overnight. Then sleep over. Then wake up again. And then you pray. And then you cast out. And then you do what? And then you do what? And then you do what? You can go to everywhere every minute. And then they cast out. They pray. They do all these kinds of stuff. Because a broken spirit. No one can aid. Nobody can succor. Nobody. Nobody can help. Nobody can help a what? A broken spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody can help a broken spirit. Scripturally, when your spirit is broken, there is no deliverance until the heart is made merry again. You understand? And then you drink oil, and then you eat salt, and then you jump things, and then you, you pray the midnight prayer, then you wake up at 3 a.m. By the way, people who pray midnight prayers, I want to ask you a question. According to what time? Because midnight in Australia is different from midnight in Uganda. It is different from midnight in Malaysia. It is different from midnight in the East Coast of America and the West Coast. Which midnight hour are you talking about? What, the midnight hour? Which hour? The Bible says, but he that is of a broken spirit... No man can help. If you have a broken spirit, no man can help. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture where he speaks of a broken spirit. Nobody can help a broken spirit until you learn to allow the word of God enter your spirit, enter your heart. In spite of everything that happens. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Your spirit will sustain any weakness. But once your spirit is wounded, eh? oh me, I don't know what I did. Yeah, what did I do to deserve this? You will never be delivered. You can go to every apostle, every evangelist, every teacher, every pastor, every prophet. You can go everywhere. You will never be free. You can even fly to America and look for a white man. If you don't trust black skin. <laughs> wounded. Who can bear? The word there for who can help? Nobody can help a wounded spirit. Because the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. That's why I tell people, regardless of what you're going through, first heal here. Stop moving in a victimized mode. You victimize yourself a lot. Oh, me pathetic me. I don't know what happened to me. Oh, I think me I was created to be the scum of the earth. I don't know why I'm disadvantaged. I don't know what is wrong with me. I think I have a spirit. Oh, no, 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 no. Because once you give attention to affliction, you'll attract evil every day. Proverbs 15, 15. He says that all the days of the afflicted 
are evil. You'll start attracting evil. That is why some of you, you come out of one problem, you enter another, then you come out of another one, then you come then you, Your life is characterized by that. You, you get in, then they fire you, then you come out. Then after coming out, they chuck you. Then, then they chuck you, you get another one. Then when they get another one, you buy a car. When you buy a car, the car gets an accident. When it gets an accident, the house burns. After the house burns, then again they chuck you. So you're living a life of chuck, car. Because every time you sit in your bed at night and then you think, I think there's something wrong with me. Then you become sad. Since 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you're losing sleep. Let me tell you, watch everybody who wakes up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. thinking about problems. Those people enter other problems the next day. <laughs> but it says, but he that is of a merry heart. <laughs> Woo! The Bible says he has a continual feast. Mary heart does not mean that they give you money. Mary heart does not mean that everything happens well. Mary heart does not mean that they don't chuck you. No, they chuck you and you open a smile of a banana from one ear to one ear and you tell him, Charlie, wow, he's still God. That's why I love being around happy people. There are people I know, whether it is raining or it is shining, they are happy. Whether they are chucked or not, mm, they are happy. Even if they don't feel it, they fake it. And then they pull it from ear to ear. Joy of salvation. Remember Isaiah, was it 12.3? Was it Isaiah 12.3? What does it say? He says, therefore, with what? With sadness. He says, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. If you want to draw out of the wells of salvation, you have to be happy. Be happy. Tell your neighbor, be happy. Force yourself to be happy. Merry heart. But some people, you send them WhatsApp. How are you? Then they send a Kasade emoticon. I don't know what is happening to me. Everything is failing. Who told you? Who? Oh... Who told you you're naked, Adam? Who told you you're naked? Did you eat the forbidden fruit of the knowledge of good and evil? This fruit we eat knows only good. And he shall do me good all the days of my life. Hey, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Surely. Problems. Suffering. Witchcraft. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord where? Forever. Hey. If somebody just entered right now, they say, look what excited people. No, we are not excited. We are happy from within. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Even if you didn't make money today and you closed the shop and you didn't make a coin, walk back happy, force it. Then you knock him, poo. Then you... Even if the worst day happened, they make you poor, you tell them, easy man, easy. <laughs> the joy of the Lord <laughs> Hallelujah
I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I hear. Now you know what I mean. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I feel. Let me become a bit more personal. I'm not moved by my wallet. <laughs> Whether on a border, border, or in a taxi. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm not moved. I'm not moved. I'm not moved. I'm not moved. Tell them, tell them somebody. I'm moved by the word of God. I'm moved by the word of God. Tell somebody I'm moved by the word of God. I'm moved by the word of God. He says that he that is of a merry heart is of a continual feast. Do you want to be eating feasts every day? Fix your heart. Go to the waters. Go to the waters. Go to the waters. Go to the waters. Because these words bring life. They bring joy. They bring hope. They bring comfort. The words that I speak to you he says they are spirit and they are life. And he says they are medicine to their bodies. They are life to them that find them. And medicine to their bodies. All their flesh. Hallelujah. Revelation 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water. Hallelujah. Clear as what? Crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb of what? God. And in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there was the tree of life. And he said, and it bare twelve manner of fruits. And they yielded half fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were of the healing of the nations. Why? Because the man met the water. And there shall be no more what? There shall be no more what? Will you have generational curses? Hey, hey. That's the spirit of grace. Remember Romans when he says, For cast is he which is under the law. For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. When he became a what? A curse. He became a curse and redeemed us from the curse. He has redeemed us from the curse. Being made a curse. The curse. Give me the amplifier. He says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse doom of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. That's why he says when they meet the water in Revelation, there will be no more curse. They won't be addressing curses. Curses won't be their topic. It won't be their title. It won't be their portion. Hallelujah. And he says there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. Who is here? I'm talking to you. And they shall see his face at the waters. And his name shall be in their foreheads, not on in. And there shall be no night there and need for candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord giveth them light 
and they shall reign over forever. They shall reign. They will not survive. They will be reigning. Wherever they live, they will be reigning. They won't need candles, no. Because God shall give them the light, which is the word. When you have the word, with you there is no night, no day. Because you have the word of God, which is the light of the glorious gospel. For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. The Bible says he has shined out of our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't know what these things do to you. That means they make me feel like I'm the whitest man in the world. I don't even understand anyone people say they're white. No, they're not white. We are white. If you look at their color, their color is not white. Something else. Believers are white. Uh, white collar jobs. Believers are white. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you washed? Washed, cleansed, sanctified, born of the Spirit. Died with Him and the new creature that arises out of there doesn't even have a record of sin because it is born of God. It is the offspring of redemption. Wow. 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 Tell your neighbor, run to the waters. Now let me show you something. I think let me read the last verse because of time. I've overpratched. Ezekiel 40, sorry, preached. Ezekiel 47 verse 1. Let me explain to you the particular water we're talking about here. The water of the word, right? Now, I want you to picture Ezekiel. Ezekiel is carried in the spirit. How many of you know that your body is the temple of the Lord. You are the temple of the world. Right? Thank you. Now afterward he brought me again to the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the front of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house. At the south side of the altar. And then brought he me out. This is a man of Ezekiel walking in the spirit. He brought me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters in the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. He measured a thousand cubits and then he put him in through the waters, right? And the waters went to the man's ankles, right? And again, he measured a thousand and brought me to the waters and the waters were to my knees. And again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters and the waters were to my loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Why? God went on filling the man with water until he was subdued with the word. That's why he says that when you go through water, it shall not overflow you. Let me explain what it means. You will not die in the anointing. <laughs> You'll not die in the word. It will fill you. And you'll enter into, he says, he talked of the water that cannot be passed through. The depth of the word of God in your spirit 
so full of the word, it's surrounding and filling you, but you're not dead in it. And then he says, when you go through the water, he says, I will be with you. When you go through that fire, he says, I will be with you. Why are they making it negative? Why do they give a negative description of this water? We're redeemed. The Lord shall not let his righteous to see corruption, neither his soul to rot in hell. You're free to run to the water. But when you go to it, don't leave the water to go ankles high. Don't leave it to go knees high. Don't leave it to go loin high. Get into this thing. He says you shall meditate on these things and give yourself wholly to them. And he says that your profiting may appear to all. There is a point where you can soak yourself too much in the word. And everybody starts to look at you and they say, There's something with this guy. Run to the water. Run to the water. Run to the water. Just run to the water. Let's go back to our art in Ezekiel. He says he was filled. And next verse says, next verse, verse 6. And he said unto me, Son of man, thou hast seen this. And then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Right? And the Bible says, Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river there were many trees. And on the one side and on the other. And the next verse says, Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country. Go down into the desert and go into the sea. Which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be what? Shall be healed. And the Bible says, And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, with the soever the river shall come, shall live. That means everywhere you go, everything that is dead, you're the one who gives it life. Hallelujah. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. There shall be great multitude of fish. Preachers, I will make you fishers of men. He says, there shall be great multitude of fish. Because these waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed. And everything shall live whither the river cometh. Everywhere you go, you enter a company, it lives. You enter a business, it lives. You enter a ministry, it lives. You enter a marriage, it lives. Everything you do lives. Next verse. And it shall come to pass that the fish shall stand upon it from Engedi and even unto what? An egling. And they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds. If you're a deep guy, you'll attract deep fish. <laughs> if you're a wise guy, you'll attract wise guys. If you're an anointed fella, you'll attract anointed fish. Businessman, fish. Preacher, fish. Evangelist, preach. Prophet, fish. Pastor, fish. Consultant, fish. You get your own kind. <laughs> oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I attract my own kind. That means that every time people get near you, they become like you. Even if they come that they are funny, they start becoming like you. Why? Because you start to attract things that are your own kind. You spread forth your nets. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many, and they will be countless. If you're a businessman, you'll have countless clients. If you're a pastor, your ministry, my God, my God. 
The other day the boys were showing me statistics and I was happy. I was happy because the watching live streaming, audio streaming and video streaming audience is way bigger than the attending audience. <laughs> so we minister to more people on live stream, audio, watching us live right now than the people who are seated in this room. How about that? How cool is that? Yet soon we are going to have an overflow here too. Many fishes and of our kind. If you come in Fanera and you're broke, welcome to money. If you come in Fanera and you're disadvantaged, welcome to advantage. If you've come to Fanera and you're weak-minded, welcome to wisdom. Welcome to the anointing. Welcome to glory. Welcome to increase. Who would you call yourself? A son of God. Promise. I went to the water and I drank it. And when I drank, I drank it so much that I would not thirst again. You see, Some of you don't understand it. I can preach every day in you, someone. Because what's inside me can't dry out. You don't ever pray for me that God feels where I've emptied. I'm, I don't get empty. I'm not like that. Some preachers are like that. They get overwhelmed. They pour out until they get overwhelmed. No. The Bible says we are in the overflow. He says, he that drinks of this, he shall not thirst or hunger anymore. Do you know what that means? I'll never be there and I don't have a word for you. It's impossible. Every day something new will come. If you're a businessman, you'll never be there and you don't have a solution. If you're a consultant, you'll never be there and you don't have business. Why? Because that's the law of exchange. That's the law of exchange. It responds where demand is. Hallelujah. We're on the 10th verse and it says, and these fish shall attract their own kind. Hallelujah. And the next verse says, verse 11, but the married places thereof and the marishes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. Praise the Lord. And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on the other side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaves shall not fed, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to its months. His months. His months, not the months of the season, but his months, because they are waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Healing will be your. Run to the water. Tell your neighbor, run to the water. What am I trying to tell you? Fall in love with the word. Fall in love with the word. Who is thirsty? What are you thirsting for? He says, I'll send a feminine. Do you know what it means to move in the fullness? Let me finish with that. Do some of you have a clue of what it means to move in the fullness of God? He says, of his fullness we have received. Do you know what it means to be full of God? Do you know what it means to be full of God? Do you know what it means to be full of God? Some of you just know the word full, but you don't understand what it means to be full. Freedom in the spirit defines this fullness. The righteousness to do defines this fullness. It's like when I'm working with the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. 
when I'm dealing with the Holy Spirit. There is a way I'm so one with the fullness of that revelation of God that the Holy Spirit is I don't need to tell him certain things and he doesn't need to tell me some things. There is an understanding of a conversation of silence because between us there is a never needing to say. There is no necessity to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Being one with the Spirit, I wish I can explain to some of you. But for some of you, I can give it to you spiritually. I can transfer in a figure. Start to receive it. In a figure. Because I might not have words to explain. But I can transfer it. The Spirit of God is wonderful. We are not alone. We're not alone. Now those people who are weeping, some of you don't know what they are seeing. I have transferred in a figure. In a figure. In a figure. I, I, I don't need to tell the exact words. You see? You know like how Paul planted and Apollos watered? The Holy Spirit right now is watering what I've planted by the word. And God is growing them. And he says, and of these things I have in a figure transferred unto Apollos. Listen, you can only do this by the word. If you never understand the word, if you never go to the water, you cannot feed men. The Lamb of God, he feeds us with the word. And that word is water. He says, I've cleansed them by the word. And the word he speaks is spirit and truth. When a man has not understood the Holy Ghost, if you have not understood the Holy Spirit, you can't do what I'm doing right now. And he has to confirm me. That's the mystery of godliness. He came in the flesh. He was vindicated by the spirit. I'm being vindicated right now. The spirit is saying what he's saying is right. That is how the things around me change. That is how situations around me change. That same spirit enters every aspect of your life. And it starts to correct what is out of line. Never be afraid of the fire. Never be afraid of power. The more the word of God comes in your spirit, the more power comes. raise your hands and speak to God. Raise your hands and speak to God. Come on, raise your hands and speak to God. Tell God, take me to the waters. Lead me to the depths of revelation that I may not want come on take only two minutes something remarkable is happening
in the name of Jesus. God use you. Signs, miracles, and wonders will follow you. In the name of Jesus. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, you are all Power Holy Ghost, you are all Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost, Power Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit anoint. Holy Spirit anoint. Holy Spirit anoint. Holy Spirit anoint. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anoint. Anoint. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Power, Holy Ghost. Power, Holy Ghost. If you're sick of anything, I want you to put your hand where it's paining or where the disease is. Right now in the name of Jesus, I rebuke and I bind and I destroy every spirit of infirmity and disease. I command disease to leave. In the name of Jesus, eye problems are being healed. Deaf ears are being opened. Diabetes, high blood pressure, leaves in the name of Jesus. All manner of disease, all manner of disease, all manner of disease. Go to the water, go to the water, go to the water, go to the water in the name of Jesus. living I see people with abnormal growths if you have an abnormal growth on your body God is healing you now any growth check your hand check your leg God is healing you thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus how many of you have been healed put up your hand if you came with a pain a swelling a Blind, deaf, ear, blind eye. Put up your hand and I see them. Wow. Wow. Put up so people can see. This is close to about 200 people. Wow. Thank you, Lord. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you want to be born again, put up your hand wherever you are. Today you want Jesus. Wow. Come, come. He is worthy if you're seated next to someone ask them are you born again if they tell you they are not it's your opportunity to preach to them
ask your neighbor if they are not encourage them message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 
1-800-242-4291 or email us at funerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.